You never hear a member of an elite team say, my team. That is not how they talk. They talk about our culture. They use we, us, and our in how they communicate. How they communicate is just as vital as what they're doing. I'm Patrick Pacheco, and you're listening to Season 2 of In Good Companies from Cadence Bank, the podcast where we guide you through the forces shaping your business inside and out. We talk to some fascinating people for this podcast, and we often find ourselves with more great audio than we can fit in an episode. So as we gear up for Season 3, we wanted to open up the vault and share a couple of those bonus conversations with you. In our first bonus episode, you'll hear from Craig Flowers, who you may recognize from our most recent release. That episode was about talent retention and creating environments that employees don't want to leave. If you haven't listened, definitely go check it out. But Craig is also an expert on leadership, and we talked a lot about successful leaders, how they approach problems, stay focused, and create cohesion in their teams. So on this bonus episode, Several Habits of Highly Effective Leaders. I'll let Craig reintroduce himself. I'm a, a fourth-generation native Texan, and uh, I served 25 years in the Army, and the last 10 years I had the privilege of serving on the, the banks of the mighty Hudson River in West Point. It was a remarkable career in the Army. I retired in 2012 and uh, moved back home to the great state, and it's been a privilege working with companies like yours, like Cadence Bank, and so many others, Dell Technologies and in some athletics departments as well across the country on leader development. It, it appears at least uh, from since I retired that, you know, leader development and specifically talent retention is, is really a, a blind spot for the majority of organizations, which makes a, a great opportunity for those that invest in it. And since I've gotten out of the Army, I'm actually had my heart broken a little bit because I didn't realize how average most organizations are. I thought as we were taking care of our business that civilian organizations were being just as disciplined and as focused and as thoughtful and as caring as we were trying to be. And that is not the case. When I retired in 2012, I got a huge face full of reality of what it's like outside the army. And it's been, you know, 10 years now since I've been out. And that's why really we, we started Sideline Leadership Company because I could tell that there was a, it was a blind spot. It's perhaps why we're doing this podcast. How do you define leadership when you're, when you're thinking about leadership? If you ask the majority of, of people, if you ambushed them with, you know, what's your definition of leadership, you're likely to get responses like do what's right when nobody's looking, you know, choose the harder right over the easier wrong, which is taken from the cadet prayer at West Point or lead by example. But at its core, at least for me, at its core, leadership is nothing more, nothing less than service to a cause. Leadership is service. I break that down a little bit in, in our company, Sideline Leadership. It's authentic, relentless, and selfless service to a cause. And then we get Patrick into, okay, w w what causes? Well, typically a person has six causes in their lives, perhaps their faith, their family, their friends, their community, their teams, and then the blind spot for the average 
in my view, is ourselves. We have to be able to serve ourselves, to lead ourselves before we have the opportunity, not the guarantee, to serve or lead others. And that starts with the, the simplest of things, you know, in the morning. How do we wake up in the morning? And, you know, having served prior to West Point for a decade with some of the most elite teams on the planet, which was a rare opportunity, I can tell you that they don't hit the snooze button. They make that decision the night before. So when the alarm goes off, they simply put their feet on the floor and answer the bell, the cause to serve. The decision to get up was made the night before, and then they're just simply executing a decision. That's very good. I always tell my, I have a 17-year-old son, and now that I tell grandma, I just, just put your feet on the floor. I mean, the first thing, if you just get your feet on the floor, your, your day starts. So, you know, one of the things that I learned early on as a young lieutenant in the Army was when things go wrong or when we're in a rut, start with ourselves. And we'll often find that a solution to our challenge is a lot closer to us than we may have even considered. And all elite leaders, when things go wrong, they start with themselves and they work in concentric circles and they'll often find that a solution to their challenge is a lot closer to them than they may have even considered. We lived in Morocco for three years, Patrick, and when you live overseas, you, you don't get regular television. You just get the Armed Forces Network, which is, you know, they pipe in I Dream a Genie and Gilligan's Island and a couple other, you know, reruns of Friends and Seinfeld. And there are no commercials. Instead, the Pentagon pipes in messages that they want members of the armed forces to see, whether it comes to safety or health or whatever it is. And this one particular 60-second piece was these, these two soldiers were at an establishment having a beverage. And one says to the other one, hey, we got to get ready for our semi-annual physical fitness test. This is a test that if you're an officer, you really want to score really high on this. And the one soldier says to the other one as they toast their beverages, okay, let's meet at the track tomorrow. And the next scene, they, they're running around the track and they fall into the infield of the track and they're laying there huffing and puffing. And as they're laying there, this other soldier comes around the track and he's just, just, I mean, obviously physically fit. And the one soldier laying in the infield says, man, look at that guy. How does he do it? The other one says, I, I don't know, but he's out here every day. <laughs> so the behaviors ha have to be practiced every day. And that gets to the discipline. Can they do it? Will they do it every day? And will others do it with them? The second question, you know, impacts the third. And then having enough courage. Courage is an interesting word, Patrick. I speak French, which is not very handy in, uh, in Texas. Um, the <laughs> French word for queso is la queso. So courage, the root word of courage actually is French. It comes from the word coeur, which is heart. So do you have the courage, do you have the heart to, to actually know and care for members of your team? Peyton Manning is a great example of this. And I heard this story from the actual person that was brought on. You know, each NFL team has a practice squad. It typically consists of eight to 10 players. And this one particular player was brought on the Denver Broncos as a practice squad member. And so he shows up in Denver with all of his bags and the, the role of the practice squad is to 
prepare the 52-person roster to win on Sundays. And so this new practice squad member comes in, nervous as he can be, and it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. And they say, listen, the team's uh, out practicing right now. Why don't you just go into the cafeteria? The team will you know, eventually come in and have lunch. And so he goes in for an early lunch. He gets his tray. And like typical new employees, they go sit off by themselves. He goes and sits typically in the far back right corner of a room. That's where you need to look, far back right corner. And he sits there with his tray and he's having early lunch. One of the first people to come into the cafeterias is Peyton Manning. He goes through the you know, the line with his tray and immediately goes over and sits with that new member of the practice squad and welcomes him and says, listen, you know, I am so glad, we are so glad that you're here. You're an important part of this journey. And as the other team members came in, they see Peyton Manning, the named leader, sitting with the most junior member of the practice squad. So what do they do? Well, they go through and they get their tray and they join that table. So that, that young man ended up being a valuable member because the behaviors of Peyton Manning, who went and sat with his newest member of the practice squad, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl that year, and he played a big role in that. I think a lot of times leaders don't like to look weak. They don't like to look like they're not in charge, so they don't really, they don't really talk openly with employees. How much should leaders be willing to laugh at themselves? And, and do you think it, it makes them a stronger leader in the eyes of their employees, or, or does it make them look weak, which I think a lot feel like it does? Being vulnerable among our peers makes one stronger, without question. And among those elite teams that I had the privilege of serving in a direct support role for a decade prior to going to West Point, they were aware who the colonel was, who the commander was, who the, the, the named leader was. They knew that, but you never heard that leader say, for example, this is a subtle thing, Patrick, but it, I found it to be a telling often. It can be the difference from average and good, good to great and great to elite. Listen to how they describe their team. Whenever I hear someone say, my team, boy, that right away, I start listening even more intently. You never hear a member of an elite team say my team. They know who the executive VP is, the director is, the commander, the general, whoever it is. They say our team, our organization, our team. They don't need to say as the CEO, my team, never. That, that is not how they talk. They talk about our culture. They use we, us, and our in how they communicate. How they communicate is just as vital as what they're doing. And I found that every time I got promoted in the, in the army, and particularly at the grade of full colonel, that I needed to be even more approachable, more vulnerable, more transparent, more open, more available than I was before. And that is a challenge. Leading is exhausting. Serving is exhausting. But it is so worth it. I love Craig's vision of leadership. Someone who serves a cause, who puts others first, and expects as much from themselves as their teens. It reminds me of what Keith Jackson said about servant leadership when we interviewed him. Go check out his episode if you haven't yet. Thanks again to Craig Flowers of Sideline Leadership. We'll be back soon with another bonus episode of In Good Companies. 
It in Good Companies is a podcast from Cadence Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. Sheena Cochran is our production coordinator. Our executive producer is Danielle Cornell, with writing and production from Andrew Ganim and sound design and mixing by Ben Cranell at Lower Street Media. I'm your host, Patrick Pacheco. If you've made it this far, why don't you go rate and review us in your podcast app? It's the best way to grow the show so we can reach even more listeners. And while you're there, subscribe. We'd love to have you because when you're with us, we're in good companies. This podcast is provided as a free service to you and is for general informational purposes only. Cadence Bank and its affiliates make no representation or warranties as to the accuracy, completeness, or timeliness of the content in the podcast. The podcast is not intended to provide legal, accounting, or tax advice and should not be relied upon for such purposes. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guests in this podcast are solely their own current opinions regarding the subject matters discussed in the podcast and are based on their own perspectives. Such views, perspectives, and opinions do not reflect those of Cadence Bank or any of its affiliates or the companies in which any guest is or may be affiliated. The production and presentation of this podcast by Cadence Bank does not imply the expression of any opinion on part of Cadence Bank or any of its affiliates.